It works. Hey, it works. Nice, nice. Welcome to the podcast, late night edition. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> We're going to be talking about smooth jazz, after hours, and much more. <laughs> Stay tuned. Right, right. Yeah, How man. you been, man? How's it going? Uh, I've been good, man. Like, thanks for having me on here, man. I'm stoked. No problem. It means a lot. It means a lot. You're very talented. Oh, thank you. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. So let's dive right in. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Doku Podcast, aka Let's Talk About It. Today, I have a very special guest, one of my friends, RL, aka Neptune Gutierrez. <laughs> Did Thank I say you. it right? <laughs> hey man, it's close enough, right? <laughs> you, you know, uh, you, you know, I'm dyslexic, so I see Argel, but you know, Ashley told me the G was silent, so I was like, "All right, R hell, or you know, whatever." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, man, it's cool. Like, I got a pretty interesting name. A lot of people tend to not really say it, you know, properly. <laughs> so at yeah. this point, it's like, I mean, it works. <laughs> yeah, I mean, my, my last name is Doku, so I, I get everything from Goku to Dookie to, you know, just the whole nine yards, you know? No, man, I totally understand. Yeah. So what got you in the, uh, what got you into acting? You know, that's a really good question, honestly. <laughs> um, you know, uh, Whenever I um, first started going to college and stuff, like when I was exiting high school and I kind of wanted to decide uh, really what I wanted to do in my life, I never thought that acting would be one of those things, you know, because I kind of thought, oh, yeah, uh, I'm going to do game design or like, you know, do something. But then I thought, well, I mean, if I'm going to design a game and make it, I kind of have to know how to act and stuff and things like that. And so I guess that played a part in it, but like, I know definitely for a fact, cause I'm, I'm a bit of a nerd, you know? And like, yeah. as you know, I'm a bit of a nerd. I like anime and stuff. And so I was watching a lot of it and I thought, oh, that's really cool. And like, I played a lot of JRPGs and stuff and I was like, oh my gosh, I totally want to do that. That seems so cool. Right. And so I guess that, that played a major part into me wanting to become an actor yeah, people are gonna want to know what's your top three animes of all time. Oh God, man, you can't ask me that. <laughs> oh, okay, I'll give you mine. I'll give you mine. My holy trinity is Yu Gi Oh, uh, Dragon Ball Z, and Sailor Moon. You know, those are pretty good ones. Those are pretty, pretty good. You know, like mine aren't mainstream at all. Like, you know, I have a few favorites, but like, I guess one of them would be this anime called. Uh, the world God only knows. It's really weird. It's got an interesting concept, but I just really liked it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know about the other two, but <laughs> we'll just go with that one. Yeah. What inspires you? Oh, man. Um, I guess, you know, I have a few inspirations, I suppose. Like, I, I always aspire to be uh, a good person, you know, and I like to look at children sometimes where it's like, oh, man, you know what? You make me want to be a better person. Like, you make me want to take care of you in the most in unique and possible way so that you grow and blossom into this awesome person. Wow. That's me every first date. That's how I feel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I think it's been a while since I've been on a first date, you know, like I've been dating my girlfriend for like almost three years now. So, 
Yeah. First aid's aren't a thing for me. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I mean, Corona, man, Corona. That's all I gotta say. Oh, you dude, know. I know it. <laughs> it's funny. My my teacher, uh, I had her on, and she was actually talking about the first show she was in, and she said at one point in the uh, show they came on stage and they actually touched people, and she was like, "Can you imagine?" And I was like, "What? Touching people? It's not social distancing? No. What kind of world are we?" What kind of world was that? You know? <laughs> Shoot. Like, whenever I go to the store, and this happens a lot, whenever I go to the store, I'm like, ooh, a short line. And there's always a person by fucking behind me saying, hey, we're back here, you know, because so, so many people are, you know, staying the hell away from each other. And, like, I was literally quarantining. I didn't have anything. I was just staying inside because there was nothing to do. And um, I went to Lowe's, and it was, like, the first time I had gotten out. And one thing about me, like, if I'm just stepping out of the house, I'm not going to shower. I'm just going to throw something on and go. And people were, like, avoiding me. And I was like, do I stink? Am I ugly? What's going on? And then I was like, oh, yeah, Corona. You know, six feet apart. <laughs> I forgot about that. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, yeah, man. I've had those thoughts before, too. It's like I'll get up, and I'm kind of in a rush and to do something. And so I'll leave. And then, again, with the whole Corona thing. <laughs> yeah. I, you do, I, it, like, depressed me for, like, three seconds one day because I was like, man, like, I don't think I smell that bad. Granted, I worked with fish last night, so yeah, it could be that. Like it was this whole thing, but then I remembered. Oh yeah, it's the whole thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> what, 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 what do you mean work with fish? Do you, do you work with fish? I mean, kind of. So like, uh, I work at this place, and it's like a seafood crawfish place right now, and pretty soon it'll be something else. Nice, nice. It's funny you say that because uh, I used to work at Tom Tom in their uh, uh, meat department. And when I used to go to the club a lot and talk to girls and I wouldn't want to tell them, oh, uh, you know, they would be like, where do you work? Oh, I work at Tom Tom in the meat department. I didn't want to say that. So I told them I was a meat and seafood, uh, some bullshit I came up with, a meat and seafood <laughs> inspector. You know, I, I pretty much was telling the truth. I was just making my job sound better than what it actually, you know, actually uh, was. Yeah, I think it was like a meat and seafood inspector or something like oh that. Oh, my God. You know? <laughs> you know, and they were like, wow, sounds expensive. You know, <laughs> Sounds expensive. <laughs> then you look in your pocket, there's like a fly coming out. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, what's your who's your top three favorite actors of all time? Oh man, that's a good question. You know, like I don't know, man. I like uh, I like a lot of voice actors, honestly. Um, but then again, like that's also kind of what got me into acting, and so uh, you know, kind of going back on that, I think uh, I think voice actors mainly. Uh, but there are a few like non-voice actors, like uh, like actual actors, you know, film actors that yeah. I, I like and things like that. But like one of my personal favorites would be, uh, well, he's a Japanese voice actor and stuff, and he's he's really cool. He does a lot of good work and stuff. Um, I can never say his name right though. I think it's Yotsugu Matsuoka, Matsuoka, yeah, something like that. Yeah, uh, 
but he voiced one of my favorite characters and stuff like that. And he's voiced a lot of uh, characters that I, I, uh, I thoroughly attached myself to. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's the right word, but <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. It's funny because you have a nice voice. I had a friend that worked for uh, Funimation as a voice actress and she was like, you'd be surprised. Everybody that does voiceover work has very high pitched voice voices. So they're looking for, more people like you and me with like deeper voices so it's good you have a passion for that you can actually take it and run yeah which is a lot of fun too yeah who's your if you could work for any director of your choosing which director would it be you know i've always wanted to be in a michael bay movie (laughs) i know that sounds really weird but I just want to see exactly like what goes through his mind when directing a lot of the movies. <laughs> yeah. Like is it I like the uh colors that he chooses. His yeah. Movie, yeah, the uh the I'm nerding out now, but the I forget what kind of brightness that is, but he always uses that for all of his movies. Oh, I know exactly what you're talking about, actually. Yeah, it's like this brighter hue. I can't remember what color it is, but yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, what's your uh, top three favorite movies? I love the Deadpool movies just because they're very comedic. (laughs) Yeah. I like a lot of comedy movies, uh, which is a, you know, shocker, honestly. Uh, But, you know, I take inspiration from that sometimes. Um and like incorporate into real life. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> it won't work out because it's not scripted. <laughs> nah, no, no. Uh, what comedians do you like? Uh, you know, if I'm being honest with you, Bill Burr is one of my favorites. He is, bro. I just saw his special last week. <laughs> <laughs> the the black and white one? I can't remember which one it was. Uh, yeah, he's a genius. It's the... Uh, new one that he has on uh, Netflix. Oh, I know what you... Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't seen that one yet, but I've been meaning to. You you gotta see it, man. You gotta <laughs> see it. Call me as soon as you get done watching it. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and I like uh, John Mulaney, too. He's really funny. He's one of my personal favorites. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Do you have any old school comedians you like? Chris Rock, man. Yeah. I He's love cool. I love Chris Rock. I love Eddie Murphy. Uh, oh yeah, he's pretty good too, actually. Yeah, genius, very underrated. Yeah, awesome. unfortunately he was making a comeback, but that got postponed due to Rona. But yeah, uh, for him to do a movie where he plays everyone is just like, you know, legendary to me. And then there's Martin Lawrence who can just he's the epitome of organically funny. He could just make a face and the whole stadium will just bust out laughing. Like, that's that's talent right there. Yeah, no, for sure. Like, Dave Chappelle does pretty well, too. Uh, yeah. They say Dave Chappelle might be the Richard, new Richard Pryor, actually. Really? Yeah, which I don't really agree. I mean, Richard Pryor was just great at storytelling, you know, and and Dave Chappelle is too, but I feel like Dave Chappelle is more uh, racier than, uh, well, I take that back. He's in a society that's more uh, sensitive 
you know, I wouldn't say he's more racier because Richard Pryor said some shit. But uh, <laughs> the, the funny thing about Richard Pryor is he was extremely honest and all of that stuff happened for real. Like they interviewed his wife and they asked her, did he really take a shotgun and shoot the tires out of the car as you were leaving? And she was like, yes, everything he says has literally happened. And there's these like, <laughs> there are these like outrageous stories, you know? Right. Classics. Oh man. Who's your favorite director? My favorite director that I've worked with or like just in I've... general. In general. Oh, dude, come on, man. Stan Lee. What do you mean? Yeah. Guy created a whole universe. And it's funny because they asked him why he did why isn't there more diversity in Marvel? And uh-huh. uh, he like I loved his answer. He was like back in those times he wrote for the people that you know read the comics, and back then you know people of color either couldn't afford them or they just want you, you, you know pe- there was less people of color actually reading comics than there was you know. Now speaking of Stan Lee, how do you feel about where uh, Marvel and DC is comic book wise? Uh, you know, I haven't really been keeping up too much, too much, like very, very, I, I, I kind of distanced myself a little bit, honestly, like after he passed, I mean, a lot of memories and stuff. I remember, uh, when I was younger too, I would read comic books in my, in my bedroom under my covers with some lights, like a little flashlight, you know, and stuff like that. And so like that, sometimes I'll think about it and, um, I get really sad, but, um, uh, I think I think uh, I'm kind of excited to see where the direction is going to be taken as far as like in the f- form of new heroes that get created or like the storyline of existing heroes now. Like I'm I'm excited to see where it's going. Like I like the the direction that Spider Man is taking. It's really cool. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Spider Man would definitely have to be my favorite uh, in general. Favorite Marvel. One of my favorite Marvel characters, but um, yeah, I definitely like the uh, you know the way that he's his story is going. Um, if you didn't know, uh, Thor's a woman now. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, in Captain America, he was actually uh, part of Hydra this whole time. Uh, there was a big upset about that one, but yeah, he was a sleeper agent this whole freaking time. You know, so he's actually evil now. And uh, there was an African-American lady one working uh, as um, Iron Man's assistant. And Iron Man's dead. And now she's the new Iron Man. So most of the comic book is filled with women uh, superheroes. And, you know, there's a huge controversy. But you got to mix it up. You know, and that's what I like about comic books. They actually continue but in a way, they stop and they either get retold through somebody else's eyes or they, you know, transform, which brings me to my next question. If you could write, because this is actually a possibility because they do let, you know, celebrities write for comics sometimes. If you could write for any comic book, which comic book would you write for, DC or Marvel or both? 
Oh, dude, that's a toughie, man. Because, like, there are a lot of superheroes that I kind of look up to. So, like, if for most people that don't know, right, like, I have, I kind of have, like, a superhero complex. <laughs> so, like, I always try to be the hero in everything. And, like, I know that sounds really cliche and stuff, but, like, I kind of grew up that way. And so I always have that yeah. mindset in the back of my head. But, man, um, I don't know. That's a good question. That's exciting. Dude, that did it. I'm not even going to lie. That actually hyped me up a little bit. <laughs> Um, yeah. I mean, I mean, of course, for me, DC would have to be Batman. Have to be Batman. I gotta save that comic, actually. And for uh, <laughs> uh, my, my, it, Marvel comics is just hard because there's so many things to choose from. But who would you who, who, you go in the Marvel universe? Man, a lot of people would go Deadpool just for the comedic effect and things like that. But I think I would go with Green Lantern, just because like I don't see too much of him and like. Uh, Green Lantern is kind of underrated as a hero. Like either either Green Lantern or Aquaman. Like I want like a like I would love to write a a comic about a hero that's severely underrated nowadays. Yeah. Um, do you know what's going on with the? No, I don't. I have no clue. Oh, okay, well, basically, uh, and I, like I, Batman's my. There's so much only follow him, but I know that mm-hmm. um, is dating Poison Ivy now. Uh, they've practically turned Harley Quinn into a good guy, and um, Joker has a new girlfriend. Even though they say it's not his new girlfriend, they say they're in a partnership, but they they look like they're together. And um, mm-hmm. she's actually anti Harley Quinn. She's like this Asian assassin, and uh, her name is Punchline. And it's funny because like she, when I say she's the total opposite, Harley is loud and outgoing. She's quiet. And she only speaks when she needs to. And she, so, you know, I, I do like her character. And they interviewed the writer, and he said, I made her to be the perfect villain for Batman, Harley Quinn, or even Joker. So she might, she's to do it. She uh, The reason why Joker got her attention is because she's the only person his laughing gas serum. Really? In the world. Yeah, and she would practice on homeless people, of course. And, you know, when she finally got it right, she killed her um, She killed her um, college professor. And Joker was like, wow, she, you're amazing. <laughs> Nobody's ever came up with it. She's, she's really, really, uh, really smart. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and she's a throwaway too. That's like God. Like she's gonna be around for a while. That's interesting. What do you think? Of, yeah. What do you think about the uh, state of DC now? Because I know they're in a crappy state. But what do you feel about the state of you DC? You know, man. Like as far as as far as they've gone so far, I honestly feel like they can. I guess I don't know. Quote unquote, fix what's wrong. You know, if that makes any sense. Uh, yeah, you know, I feel like they can develop a few more stories and it'll please the fans a lot more, but like also too, man, like 
especially with story writing or story development, like not everyone's going to be happy with the choices that you take your stories to. And so like, you also kind of have to live with that. <laughs> true. True. And me and my friends were having a discussion about Harley Quinn, uh, the Harley Quinn movie. And, you know, my cousin was outraged that they're trying to make her into a, uh, a good guy when Harley Quinn isn't a good guy, she's just not as bad as some. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she's she's still a villain. You know, there's a difference between an antihero and you know somebody that's just not as messed up as the Joker. And uh, I think the problem that they're doing is they're trying to uh, they're trying to turn Harley Quinn into Deadpool. And I don't think that's. I mean, it can, but yeah, it's going to take a lot of work to do that. But like, as well developed as she is already, yeah, I can see why there's going to be a lot of controversy on that. Yeah. And like, I understand why they chose Harley Quinn because, you know, people know her, people love her, and, you know, they wanted somebody that people were familiar with. But there's at least, I can't name them off the top of my head, but there's at least two. Uh, anti-heroes in the DC universe that's blatantly ripped off of Deadpool that they could have used if they wanted to have their own yeah. characters, you know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, are you excited for the uh, Zack Snyder is finally releasing the uh, his version of... I am. I, I'm excited, but I don't know what to expect. Yeah. Uh, well, luckily they said that because uh, there's a lot of stuff that wasn't finished. Like uh, I heard they were gonna have a um, dark Superman in there, and like uh, his costume wasn't done. So luckily they're able to like CGI and piece a lot of stuff together. But man, this is what I've been waiting for this for how many years? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And, and it was unfortunate RIP to his daughter for committing suicide. And he obviously had to like step down and it, it I don't really blame the other director because each director right. has a vision. It's just that Zack Snyder had already set the uh, landscape and it's like, okay, somebody is taking a, house foundation and trying to build a mansion on it or somebody's taking a mansion foundation and trying to build a house so you know the uh switching directors it was doomed from the beginning but i understand why he you know had to step down and i'm glad he's finally you know releasing it gives us a reason to actually get a again, <laughs> you know yeah you know after game of thrones people you know they no, can't dude real fast too yeah. Were you in the game? Of I Thrones, was by the way? not, actually. I, mean, I know a lot of yeah. people are going mean, to say, what? Oh my God, are you serious? But no, and I, I never rode yeah. the bandwagon. Like, I, I never, I've never seen a single episode, actually. Like, I've seen memes and like pictures and stuff, but that's about as far as it went. I'd say, see the darkest night just for the history like the darkest night is actually the uh longest fight in cinematic history is like longer than helms okay actually 
And, um, and, you know, there's this big debate, like, you know, which, you know, which was better Helm's deep or, you know, the longest night, but honestly, the longest night kept me on my toes because the suspense was there. You know, you had the, I think the Darthraki, um, the lady came and like she set their swords on fire and you're like, yes, we got this. We're going to win. And then one by one in the distance, it was extinguished, you know, one by one. And we're like, no, everybody's going to die. And, you know, then, it, you know, it was just up and down. Like whenever we got the upper hand, the enemy snatched it away. And whenever the enemy snatched it away, we got the upper yeah. hand, you know. So yeah, yeah, I definitely enjoyed uh, enjoyed that better. If you could star in any superhero movie, whether it's made already or hasn't been made yet, which superhero would you want to oh, play? Man. I, I've you know I I genuinely admire Ryan Reynolds. He's one of my favorite actors. Him and and Hugh Jackman. You know I like I like the direction that they take their their characters. It's an interesting choice. Um, but honestly, man, like I, I don't think I'd see myself as a good Deadpool, but I would love to play him. But a lot of people seem to tell me for some reason where they look at me and they'll go, "Oh, dude, you know you could be like Wolverine or something." And I'm like, "Okay, cool, let's try that. I want, I want to try being Wolverine." Yeah, I can definitely see. But that. I feel I like I would be uh, Jim Carrey's version of Wolverine. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Uh man, did you see him in uh, that Batman movie when he was directing? Yeah, oh my goodness gracious, dude. That took me by surprise, honestly. Oh, <laughs> uh, man, he was gay <laughs> as hell. I swear. But I liked it. I'm one of the only people that actually liked that. That movie has a place in my Yeah, heart. you know, I can see it. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Do you uh you can sing? Would you ever want to be like a singer, singer, or would you just keep it on? Stage? You know, I've thought about it before. So, in my free time as a hobby, I'll play guitar or drums and stuff like that. And sometimes I'll have songs come to mind, and like I'll make lyrics and things like that. But that's as far as it really goes. I don't really um, develop them too much because uh, I mean they're still kind of. Mm-hmm. Um, concepts and ideas and things like that. Like I still have them, and if I ever wanted to um, develop them, then I can always go back to it and things like that. But um, I don't know. Like I've never honestly really seen myself as like a singer, even on stage. Like uh, just recently, mm-hmm. um, I got out of a show, uh, Susical, and uh, I pri- I primarily sang during the whole thing like i didn't really get to do any dancing or anything uh but i never really saw myself as being the 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 character that sings the entire time basically but like it was a lot of fun and i honestly think that uh i would probably yeah try to take that somewhere else aside from stage yeah now you do a lot, but what would would you consider yourself? Would you consider yourself an actor? Would you consider yourself a voice actor? What would you consider? I yourself? would consider myself an actor that knows how to move their body and use their voice. Nice. I mean, that's what a musical theater kid yeah. is. Am I right? 
Right, you have to have all three. You just have to. <laughs> Yeah. What's the best advice you've the ever gotten? The best advice I've ever gotten. Oh, man. Um, I mean, I guess it was two pieces of advice that really kept me going, I guess. Uh, the first piece of advice is from an old, old friend, um, childhood friend, actually. Uh, and he told me, um, no matter what happens, no matter what situation you're in, always keep a smile on your face because in the end, things will always get better. And um, another one would, it wasn't directly given to me, but I kind of heard it. And it was, uh, even if things seem kind of rough, don't give up because, you know, in the end, things will be better. Like, I guess the whole thing would be, in the end, things will be better. So there's no need to fret or be worried or upset. Uh, Just keep trying and you'll achieve what you deserve. Yeah. Do you have any? Because I know you were uh, Horton mm-hmm. in Suzuko, which is an awesome <laughs> role. Uh, do you have any other roles you would like to brag on? <laughs> That's an interesting choice of words. <laughs> hey, if I was Horton in Suzuko, I would. It's funny too guy. because I was at work today and uh, I had some guests come in and they asked me, "Hey, you have an interesting voice." Dude. Have you done any musicals? And I thought, oh, yeah, I actually, I told them about the Suzical thing. And they go, oh, we know that musical. Did you play Horton? And I said, yeah, actually. And they go, oh, my God. And they freaked out. And it was so interesting to see that because that doesn't happen to me. <laughs> you know, it was kind of, it was, it was really nice, but at the same time, really awkward because I didn't know how to react. Um, but I guess, yeah. you know, I, I like, I did a show with, uh, the wonderful Miss Paula Morin, Maureen, and uh, I, I got to play Fietka uh, from the musical Fiddler on the Roof, and that was a lot of fun, actually. Uh, it was so interesting to develop him as a as a person. Yeah. What are your uh, top three musicals? That I would have? have to say The Book of Mormon being one of them. I could see you in that. And you know, I've always thought of myself. I think one of my dream roles would actually be uh, playing (laughs) Elder Cunningham. (laughs) Just, it's just, it seems so fun to uh, to see him on stage and see how he develops himself towards the end. It's so interesting. And it's funny because I actually dated a Mormon at one time. And I asked her, I was like, is everything in there true? And she was like, everything. That's what makes it so hilarious. Like, <laughs> that's literally us in a nutshell. And, and baptize her and turn it off or just, you know, one of my favorite Yeah, you know? no, for sure. Turn like off. Like a light. Switch to go click. It's my favorite little boy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are the uh, What are the other two uh, greatest shows? Uh, you know, I I thoroughly I never heard about Suzical before getting cast for it, and so I didn't even know it existed. But I actually genuinely love that show so much that it has become one of yeah. my favorite shows of all time. Definitely, definitely. And the last, the one. last one. Oh, man. You know, The Greatest Showman, uh, 
I know it gets a lot of praise and stuff, but like, yeah, that's pretty. It's it's a great show. Oh my god, it's a great movie. It doesn't count though because it's not a. I know, but but it is. It's such a. I want to rewatch it, but yeah, the music in there is insane. Oh man, I know. I wish it would be a, a a Broadway show already. It should be. Somebody needs to do it. I'm going to put that in the universe. I want Hercules, and they're actually working on yeah. Hercules a musical, but I want Hercules, and I want to see Greatest Showman on stage. And I know there's a lot of controversy because, you know, the dude was actually a dick and owned slaves in real life. <laughs> but, you know. No one, you know, no one needs I to know. It's the show, you know? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Yeah. That's awful. <laughs> yeah. It's, but it's a great musical. I love it. <laughs> I can only imagine, man. I haven't personally seen it, but I would love to. Oh, uh, yeah. Now, um, let me mm-hmm. ask you this. Uh, what's your fourth favorite musical since that didn't count? <laughs> okay. Um, goodness. That's a good question. I'll probably have to come back to you on that one. Yeah. Yeah, what are some of your dream roles besides uh, Book of Mormon? Oh man, I haven't really put too too much thought into it, um, mm-hmm. because like I mean, doing musicals is a lot of fun and all, but like it's not primarily something that I actually look for whenever I do acting and things. But I I don't get me wrong, I love doing it. It's so much fun, and like usually those opportunities come to me, and I'm like, oh dude, I would. That'd be so sick to do this. I'm so excited. And then uh, it happens. And like most of the roles that I've actually played in um, doing musicals, I've, I have honestly become dream roles. And I'm like, oh, that's really cool. I genuinely enjoy doing this. It's a lot of fun. But one role I didn't get yeah. to play and I would really love to is from the musical um, Avenue Q. Mm, it was... Yeah. Um, Oh, goodness gracious. I cannot think of his name right now. But it was the uh, the main... I guess, yeah, the main lead would be would be really yeah. cool to play. I can see you doing something like that. Uh, my dream roles for you. Have you seen First Date? I have. I would love to see you play the lead in First Date. Like, I would literally give anything. I might direct that show just so I can okay. Because no, no, because literally I have like, like there's a character for each one of my friends. Like you are definitely the lead. Uh, Sean Willow, definitely the waiter. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's so many people that I know that would kill each and every one of those. Now I'm roles. curious to see. <laughs> I've got an idea. Yeah. So um, actually, yeah. going back to the uh, favorite musical, I actually forgot about this, but it holds a very special place in my heart. It's actually one of the first musicals that I saw that really actually got me wanting to strive to be an actor and like work on my vocals and things like that, actually. Um, it's called In the Night or In the Dark. Ooh, never. I think I'm pretty sure it's called In the Night. Which is a it's it's such an interesting story. So like it's if I'm not mistaken, right? I could be wrong, but I'm going off of memory here. But I remember I was in uh, in middle school. No, I was I was a freshman in high school when I saw this, and we went to go see it live. 
because uh, some friend invited me and her class was going. She goes, hey, do you want to come see it? And I was like, yeah, sure, why not? And so we go, and I'm expecting, you know, like full-on uh, dance numbers every other every other scene and things like that. But no, man, like the story development was so interesting. It was set in New York. Um, I can't remember what year, but it was early, early years, like in New York, when New York actually was developing and things like that. And uh, uh, the lights went out. It was this huge power surge that just like went out. All lights were out and it was so dark and stuff. And you followed like four or five different families uh, and their point of view of what's going on and things like that. And and I remember I fell in love with one of the, uh, I think the name was Jennifer for the character. I fell in love with Jennifer at, during the whole thing. And I was like, oh my God, I love this character's personality. I love her personality. Like she's so real. I love it. And so uh, she died. And dude, I remember shedding a tear. <laughs> shedding i remember crying when she died and i'm thinking someone actually died in a musical like what is that even a real thing exactly <laughs> i feel like i went on a tangent there what, what was the question no 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 you didn't i asked you what was your favorite musical you told me but uh that reminds me there's a lot of dark shows actually like there's this one show that i did uh it's really dark. Can't remember the name. It's been so long, but it was basically about this uh, chick who married this guy and they went to go see their family. Now he hasn't seen their, his family in years because they're screwed mm -hmm. up. And um, basically it's a screwed up family. The uncle has one leg. Um, the, uh, dad uh so somebody gets raped in there or, oh, or uh no 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 the uh the mom rapes the son then the dad uh kills the mom's baby that was impregnated by the son um i luckily i wasn't in there because uh fun fact the guy that she's dating was a dick and actually left her there with that messed up family and, you know, there's one scene where the ba the guy digs up his, you know, dead baby and brings it, you know, to the porch. And, you know, there's one scene where, like, the uncle literally takes his fist and shoves it down the girl's throat. It's, like, very, you know, very dark. And there's also this one play I was in also about this chick that wants to kill herself. And she, like, she's, like, prone on doing it. And, her mom is like trying to stop her because she said like a date time and everything. And she's like, no, don't do mm -hmm. it. And they replaced the mom with the dad. And, you know, that was one of the first serious roles I ever done. Cause as you know, I never show any s seriousness or sadness. You know, I never show any emotion. I'm usually either happy go lucky or completely out of my mind. Those are the characters that I'm used to playing. But that actually got me, you know, vulnerable. But yeah, there's a lot of dark shows for people that like them. Yeah. Know? Yeah. Let's see. What would you, how would you describe your acting style? Um, I would say, so I don't watch TV and I rarely watch movies and things like that. Um, I've actually distanced myself for quite a while now from even watching, uh, um, 
cartoons and anime and stuff. I, I like it mainly because I haven't had too much time. Um, I've been too busy doing other things and making sure my life is in order and things like that. Being an adult, you know. And so, um, yeah, I, I would say my acting style is pretty unique um, because, like I said, I, I really don't uh, steal things from actors a lot. I, I'll rarely do that. Um, I'll mainly do it if it's like super recent. It's like, oh, I thought that'd be pretty cool. Like if I've seen somebody do it uh, within like the past week or so, I'll probably steal it then. But aside from that, I, I don't really do it i would say it's very genuine that's the word i'm looking for yeah yeah have you seen she loves me i have not she loves me now it's classical theater uh it's up there with singing in the rain i actually think it's older but there uh she loves me is a uh, musical about uh this guy he works in a um he he works in a perfume perfume shop, and you know this shit is old because there is no perfume shops around. <laughs> but uh, he works in a perfume shop, and um, he's blind emailing. Well, not emailing, but he's sending this girl a letter, pen pal mm-hmm. here. And uh, there's a new girl in the store that he absolutely hates, and you know, turns out the new girl is the girl he was writing. And, you know, the same guy that did uh, First Date and Shazam, he did the uh, revival tour of that as well. And, uh, yeah, it's a really good show. I would love to see you in anything classical, but it's it's especially that. Um, And and it's funny because a lot of people don't do it because there's a song called uh, Vanilla Ice Cream, and you literally have to hit... Yeah, and you literally, it's tradition, you literally have to hit a note Z. Note Z? Note Z, like it's the highest, you you basically have to break glass. Oh, God, really? (laughs) Vanilla ice cream is the highest, and it's funny because my voice is low and I would, uh, Mark was my um, pianist in my musical theater workshop class. And he would always get on me like, sing higher, sing higher. And uh, somebody did made a joke. He was like, sing vanilla ice cream. You know, and I was like, I would die. I would never. <laughs> but yeah, like if you're, if you're watching She Loves Me and it's the part where, you know, she's in her bed singing vanilla ice cream and she doesn't hit that high note, your glasses don't shatter, the whole crowd will literally get pissed off and walk out the theater. Oh, dude, that's so <laughs> harsh. <laughs> you know, because, I mean, if you, first of all, it's on the actress. You know that this horrible note is in there, so why would you audition for it? And as for the director, why would you hire somebody, you know, that can't deliver right. You know, and and it, it, you know it's one of those cadence songs. And luckily, the the writer wasn't Songheim because Songheim does not care about your breathing at all. Like he'll just write, and like um, uh, worst pies in London, horrible song for breathing. Mm-hmm. You know, 
But um, yeah, uh, it, it, it's like dun 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 dun, you know, and you know it pauses for a breath to get yourself together. But yeah, it's it's up there, man. It's <laughs> it's high. Uh, would you ever play a role like MC? I would want to see you do that because I know it's just the opposite of who you are as a person. Yeah, no, I would totally do it. Um, that's it. Sounds like a lot of fun. Um, yeah, no, for sure. I would definitely see myself playing something like MC. Yeah, I love those characters, uh, MC from Cabaret or Jimmy Early from Dreamgirls, because those characters are the type of characters that there's no right or wrong way to play them. It's either the director's vision or the director trusts you enough to say, here, run with this character. But I I will uh, warn you, I have never grabbed so much ass (laughs) than when I was in Cabaret. That show is so risque and... Like you're, you're, and you're touching more than that too. You know? I feel like, so, I feel like if I were in cabaret, I would have to go through like a full two months of like pure full body workouts. Like you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. Like you know, and and it's cabaret, and it's a double edged sword. Like yes, it's a very depressing show. Like uh, we did it in our musical theater workshop, and say for instance, like normally at the end we're like high-fiving each other and like saying hey okay goodbye you guys want to go to canes let's go to canes but uh after that class when we did cabaret nobody talked to anybody everybody just went down home like because the show's so depressing you know it leaves uh you know it leaves a vibe she kills herself at the end so it's definitely yeah yeah, yeah. goodness so what's your top three favorite musical theater songs? I I, I really like um, Wonder of Wonders from, or no, it's called Miracle of Miracles. I always say Wonder Miracle of Wonders. Miracles, yeah. Yeah, Miracle of Miracles from, uh, I just said the name earlier. <laughs> that's, that's from. Uh, Fiddler on the Roof, that's what it is. Yeah. I like Fight the Dragons too. I forget what musical it was, yes. but that's one of my favorite songs. Oh my God! Fight that dragon! Yes, I love that song. And uh, actually, uh, I actually remixed it. Did you? Yeah, I wrote my own. Uh, I wrote my own version of it. It's, mm. it's. You should check it out after the podcast. Yeah, no, for sure. You should totally send that to me. I'm excited now. <laughs> yeah, and uh, I think. Uh, well, obviously, I really like. Um, Turn it off. It's one of my favorite songs. Mm. I actually did that for a class one day. I, dude, I'm not even kidding. Man. I, so I went into this class and she said, "Oh yeah, pick a song that, and then you're gonna sing that for everybody, and and uh, go." <laughs> and wow. I brought in "Turn It Off," and she said, "You know, there's multiple characters in this, right? Multiple singers." And I said, "Oh yeah, no, that's fine." <laughs> oh my god, it's only two. Grow up. I mean, it, it's like four, honestly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm doing the whole song, and like I'm changing voices, and I'm like I'm playing different people at at the same time. It was a lot of fun, and like we had to do a whole choreography with it and stuff. And so, uh, I, I had a lot of fun with that song. 
Yeah. The uh, was that your uh, favorite song to perform? Um, I wouldn't say to perform, but it is a favorite song. I think my favorite song to perform would be uh, any duet that I get to have with other people. Like those are really really fun. Um, I think recently my favorite one would be um, the one I did in Susical, which is uh, Notice Me Horror. Notice me, yes. Ah, uh, that's a classic. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely one of my favorite duets of all time. Yeah, and I played that I, with like two different um, Gertrudes, and each either one of them, it was it was really fun. Yeah, uh, my favorite, and I've never said this before. My favorite musical theater duet has to be my friends. Uh, from Sweeney Todd, because, you know, mm-hmm. there's literally two different dynamics. You have a desperate woman, you know, that's, you know, trying to cling to a man. And then you have a man whose, you know, mind is set on revenge and getting his family back. And it's two different passions in the same song. You mm-hmm. know? And I like how half the show, he doesn't even notice Mrs. Lovett. Like, he's not even paying attention. <laughs> oh, dude, it's so sad. Yeah. You know. Uh, do, do, do you think she did him wrong at the end? Because, I mean, technically, she didn't say that she died. I mean. But then again, she did not though. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know he was he, he was like you 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 I you you let me kill her, and she was like well I I didn't say she died and he's like well you yeah all but you know yeah yeah um let's see what else is a good musical theater song uh, there's who I'd be from Shrek that's an awesome song oh yeah yeah there's who I'd be. There's, um, let's see, there's, dang it, what's the name of that song? Uh, well, I guess it's Who I'd Be, I'm thinking of, I'm, I'm thinking Who I'd Be is two different songs, because it has three different parts to it. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, let's see, my favorite song that I performed ever, number one was Make It Laugh, because I'm not that strong of a singer, so I, like, I, some people can just stand there and sing but my voice doesn't sound that good so i you know had to mask it by entertaining while i sing Mm -hmm. and so i sang make them laugh in class and the director was like that is literally the best performance i've seen you do out of the three years that you've been in this class Like literally, because I was able to actually perform, and I did everything except for stand on the piano. Mark would have killed me, but <laughs> yeah, but yeah, make them laugh. Um, big blonde and beautiful, and um, when you're good to mama from Chicago, and it's weird because I do better with female songs in musical theater, and honestly, I think the female songs are like the best songs in musical theater. I think guys are cheating on Broadway. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, man. Like, there's pros and cons to both. But, yeah, no, I, I think uh, as well that uh, female songs are – female lead songs are uh, are 
better than male lead songs but like also you have to think too with like most musicals and stuff like male leads are meant to be like macho and like really burly dudes like oh i'm a man type thing right like i must prove myself to my dying wife or like my kind of dumb son whatever child <laughs> like yeah. you know it's this whole thing and like that originally that's how most musicals were written like some of the classics uh if i'm not mistaken and so i feel like nowadays um it's a pretty even mix now yeah definitely if you could uh direct and cast uh any role any show on uh broadway what would it be I would I would totally do Newsies. Newsies Newsies is underrated too. Yeah. Yeah, dude. It's it's but it's such a good show. Like I always hear a lot of people that um I mean I hear about it a lot as far as musical theater and stuff. Like a lot of places try to do it and and, th- and a lot of places do it. Um but a lot of time I hear from the actor's perspective. And so they have a lot of fun doing it. And it is a fun show. Um, but sometimes I'll hear it from the audience perspective. And it's like, eh, I mean, it was okay. It missed this, this. And I'm like, oh, dude, I mean, like, you still went. It was a good show, right? And they're like, yeah, it was good. So I don't know. I don't know. I hear a lot yeah. of mixed, mixed things about it. Yeah, do you do you by chance know who uh, Clinton Greenspan is? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's actually a friend of mine. We went to the same uh, college, Colin. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, it's funny because I was just thinking about the other day when I was in uh, when we were going to Colin, we would always talk about the lack of diversity because he did. Uh, we were in um, in the Heights. Uh-huh. And, you know, there was a lot of, there was way more white people than there were brown people. <laughs> so, you know, we had to just, you know, do the best we could. And right. uh, how do you feel about, you know, COP, you know, in acting nowadays? Do you feel like we're getting better? Do you feel like we still need to improve or what? No, man. Like, I feel like you guys are outstanding. Um, I say you guys and like, I, that sounds weird for me to say, actually. No, yeah, but I mean, you know, the human race and everything. Yeah, like I know what you mean. That feels so strange for me to say, um, but you know, like I mean, I feel like everybody in in anything that they do is is outstanding. Um, like I, I know that's very vague to say as well, but I mean, that's just how I feel for the most part. Like I think color people are people of color. Yeah. Um, there's no political correctness on this show, man. You know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. Like I think, I think that uh, they they do or everyone does outstanding. You know what I mean? But like, it's it's always cool to see new people uh, join the ranks. Yeah. Like get up there and things like that. And it's it's awesome to see uh, whatever race they may be. You know, I don't think that that has anything to do with like, well, to me personally, that has nothing to do with like how you perform and and things like that. Uh, Everyone's pretty like mellowed out, pretty even on an even playing field. Yeah. And it's funny because, you know, going to Colin, 
there's like very little, very little black people, you know, that go there. And it was funny because we did uh, a mock audition of Lion King. And he was like, what have we learned from this mock audition? We need more black people. Find <laughs> them and bring them in here. You know? Like, right meow, we need them, right meow. There's literally three, I want to say, in my whole class. Three, um, maybe five in total, you know. And that's just not including people of color. That's just African-American people. Right. You know, you know. but we killed that shit, though. <laughs> <laughs> I can only imagine. Yeah, like my friend Isaiah, he can tap, he can sing, he's very, very good, you know. Um, there was a girl named Teresa, fine as hell, talented as hell. She can still get it, you know, oh like just super talented, you know. There's Nyoka, who actually directed a show I was in called Inmates, um, Colin has this thing where you can, if you go to the school and you write a play and submit it, they look over it and you can actually do it, you know, mm -hmm. and, you know, that was fun. You know, I got to scare people, you know, <laughs> which I didn't understand because I had never, uh, that was my first time actually acting for the Plano crowd. Mm -hmm. And I did not know how sensitive they are. I was, because I was playing a um i was playing a gay uh schizophrenic um kid and there's this one scene where i just spaz out and like just have like fits and like throw stuff around the room and start drinking and i kid you at the front back of itch <laughs> You know, and my friends was family in the front row, and he was like, "Oh my God, you almost killed my family, man!" Like they were, you know, the director ended up uh, telling me, "Hey, can you tone it down?" And I was like, "I'm doing what I'm supposed to do," you know. Right. Yeah. So that was definitely interesting. What advice would you give to somebody that's trying to do what you're doing? Um. What advice would I give to somebody that's trying to do what I'm doing? I would say, honestly, have fun. Um, you don't really hear that too often. Uh, I was fortunate enough to be told that whenever I was going to college is to uh, have fun. You know, you're there to play. Uh, it's why it's called a play. You know, you're there to play. Mm -hmm. a, a lot of people tend to take it really serious. And uh, sometimes that can hinder or, or even excel, you know, the whole process of you developing, um, you know, yourself as a person or, or uh, you know, this this person that you're, you're trying to impersonate or, you know, basically your impression of this, this person, right? And some people take it a little too seriously and like, uh, I feel like sometimes it can hinder the process uh, mm -hmm. because, you know, you're there to have fun. Honest, in all honesty, don't give up. Have fun, and uh, enjoy your time because it'll it'll be amazing. I promise you. Exactly, exactly, man. This is so fun. I really want to. You know, I really just want to 
shoot shit about random stuff. (laughs) How do you feel about the um, Marvel MCU, the next phase? I mean, they're really taking a chance. There's almost no new life. Uh, It was that uh, Marvel movie, uh, Luke Cage. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, he was uh, a villain in that... uh, in it actually uh, I'm fact checking myself right now he was Cottonmouth oh okay 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 okay, okay. yeah the guy that played Cottonmouth is a new blade pretty much and uh, there's this one superhero uh, called Moon Knight and uh, he's basically the Marvel version of Batman and I believe um Who's the guy that um, everything's slipping my mind now? Who's the guy that played? Um, he was in uh, Knock Knock, and he was in uh, you know he, he in one of those Bang Bang Shoot 'em Up movies where he kills everybody. Um, I know that narrows it down, right? Yeah, because <laughs> the first thing I think of is Rambo. <laughs> Uh, Sue, what's the dude's name? He's in a video game now, actually. He's in a uh, video game now? Yeah, they, they there's a new video game that's coming out, and they added him in. Who is Keanu this Reeves? Guy? Yes, Keanu Reeves. Oh. They're, they're, yeah, they're thinking about, because, like, Jake Gyllenhaal with uh, Spider-Man, they had him on contract. They just didn't have the right part for him and as soon as they got the right part you know they casted him Mm -hmm. and it's the same with you know Keanu Reeves they uh, they have Keanu Reeves but they don't know where to place him but they're thinking about putting him in you know the Moon Knight movie and which I think would be good because you know like Moonlight is like Batman he doesn't talk that much and Mm -hmm. Keanu Reeves to me he acts best when he's not acting at all you know just killing people you know (laughs) Yeah. You know, like don't don't say anything. Just stand there and shoot, please. Basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, the MCU, uh now the next phase after that is gonna be interesting because we're gonna get Spider Man. Uh we're gonna get a Spider Man Deadpool crossover. You know, Thor has officially joined uh Gardens of the Galaxy. So that's going to be fun. Huh. That is interesting. Yeah. I want them to do a Hulk movie, though, but that'll never happen. I mean, they have before. Yeah. I don't know. Hulk just doesn't... He just doesn't sell as much. Maybe they'll do a... um, Well, they wouldn't do a World War Hulk. They would never do a huge... Another huge movie after they just did one. Mm -hmm. But I wish they would do a... I wish they would do like a She-Hulk movie, which I I think they have confirmed that She-Hulk does exist in this universe. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I wish they would do like some type of a She-Hulk movie or something like that. You know? Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. So let's get serious for a moment. Uh, oh, okay. I remember. Yeah, <laughs> change the tone here. I remember I was talking to you, and you said you suffer from, uh, was it DID? Yeah, Dissociative Identity Disorder. 
Yeah. Uh, what is that? Explain. I wouldn't call it suffering, honestly. I call it more like, I don't know, development, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's kind of your superpower. I suppose so. <laughs> um, I guess the easiest way to uh, really put it would be, um, it, it used to be called multiple personality disorder. Mm -hmm. um, that's what it used to be called. So that would be like the best way to describe it. Uh, but yeah, <laughs> like, I guess it's like a, a whole thing of like, I have more than one personality at a, at a time, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. So, uh, it, it's, it's, uh, it's interesting. It makes life fun. Yeah. How do, uh, like, how do you cope with that per se? Cause I know like there's going to be people out there like, wow, he has more than one personality, you know, how does one jump out, you know, like what would information would you give for, to inform people like about it? I guess like basic, like kind of general information about it. Um, so there, uh, <laughs> I gotta thank you. So a lot of people uh, tend to, it's honestly caused by trauma more than likely that if than not uh it's mainly trauma like whether it be like childhood or like uh something sexual or things like that like you know just traumatic experiences that kind of trigger them uh or like make it develop per se um because like for me for instance you know it was caused by traumatic events in my life and so um in order to combat that, my brain decided, oh, you know what? We're going to take that traumatic experience, put it in a trash bin, set it on fire, but it won't go away. But we're going to continue setting it on fire. And then uh, we're going to make you forget about it. So here, take this. And like it throws this whole thing. And like uh, with most people, it's uh, often associated with like forgetfulness and things like that. But because... Uh, Sometimes, uh, at least in my case, right, um, I'll have another personality that kind of just like takes over and uh, and that personality does its own thing. Like it, it's its own person. And it's really cool because like you get to see this whole other person that you thought you knew as this one person, but it's not the same person. Like that sounds really weird to say, but it would be like one way to put it. And so... Um, Sometimes I'll I'll have memory gaps and things like that. Or like sometimes people will come up to me and say, oh, yeah, we were talking about this, this and this. And then you said this. And I was like, huh? And then you were like, blah, blah, blah. And then uh, they'll talk to me and, and I just look at them with a blank stare in my eye. Like, I have no recollection of that whatsoever. Um, but OK, cool. Let's talk about this thing now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there is actually a, uh, and I think I was telling you this, there was actually a uh, TV show uh, with the lady, she was the main star in Hereditary. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, I can't remember her name, I'm a fact check it, but uh, basically it's called the United States of Terra, and she did go through a traumatic experience as a child. She was um, molested by her uh, stepbrother. And basically, she has multiple personalities. And what makes the show interesting is the personalities come out and help her with whatever situation 
she's mm-hmm. in you know like she has a trucker she has a 16 year old girl she has a leave it to beaver type you know mom mm-hmm. and um say for example she was looking through her daughter's stuff and found a plan b and her brain snapped to t which is actually her 16 year old self because a kid can help better understand a kid you know right. or safeness is like her son was in a bake sale and, you know, needed help. So she snapped into the, you know, leave it to uh, Beaver mom or say, for instance, her daughter's boyfriend hit her. So she snapped into the trucker because, you know, the trucker was a guy yeah. and could actually defend, you know, her. Mm-hmm. And you know, it's funny because, you know, the husband, He's actually uh, very helpful as much as he can, but sometimes he tries to like make her snap out of it. And, you know, he's like, well, if you're a trucker, then where's your dick? And he was like, it got blown off in Nam, you know? Yeah. So, you know, yeah. It's, so, it's an interesting thing, honestly, um, because, uh, so going back to that, you know, like with personalities and like I've learned to kind of uh, work with it, if that makes sense. Yeah. So one thing that I've kind of done is that like sometimes I'll notice a shift, you know, before it happens. Like, oh, it's something's going to happen or like some, it's I'm about to shift or something like that. Like I won't really put it in, in those words, but sometimes I'll kind of notice a shift and um I'll try to think, okay, so what was I doing right before this happened? Like in this new personality, you know, uh, it's about to take over and like do its thing. But like sometimes I'll kind of be conscious, like very rarely will that ever happen. But like whenever it does, I'll I'll, like mark something or I'll I'll do something really quick before I I lose it completely. Yeah. And then I'll come back and I'm like, oh, this happened. Oh, okay, cool. So I have like some some sort of memory of what happened right before I'd made this mark or like I wrote this name or whatever the case may be and things like that. But like my 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 uh, my body has this muscle memory, obviously, like most do um, from certain personalities. And so uh, sometimes I'll be in a situation and like this personality that would normally take over uh, doesn't, but the, my body is so prone to that happening that my body will automatically do the things. And I'm over here thinking, when did I learn how to do this? I don't know, but keep going. Yeah. Tony Collette is the actress, by the way. And yeah, like there's, uh, I was doing research and you know the human brain body is made to survive under any means necessary and i find it funny that the human brain is so powerful like i was researching and did you know that you can have they call them alters uh if you have you know uh, an identity disorder uh you can have one alter that like smokes cigarettes chain smoker the minute you snap back into yourself you can't stand the cigarettes you know yeah. that's just how that's just how powerful our brains actually are yeah you know? i know exactly what you mean because uh sometimes when i'm working at a restaurant and things uh and you know like i'll, I'll be all professional and things like that and uh sometimes i'll just get the sudden urge to like go take a cigarette it's like dude i need a cigarette right now 
like right now. And normally, you know, I don't, I don't like cigarettes. Like it's just not my thing. Um, but like, I'm a cigar guy myself. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, like tobacco in general. Yeah, you know, it's like, nah, I don't like it. It's not my thing. But more often than not, I find myself in the back with a cigarette in my hand. And, like, sometimes I'll kind of snap out of it. Like, mid-cigarette, I'm like, ugh, God, not again. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, no, it's, it's a lot of fun. I, I learned to live with it. Definitely. Uh, what's your religious beliefs? Oh, man. Um, God. Don't be afraid. This is a safe space. It's not even that, man. <laughs> but, uh... I don't know. I was raised Catholic, you know, and I can see Christian uh, points of views and things like that. But I'm really fascinated by uh, Shintoism, Shinto and uh, Buddhism and things like that. What's Shinto? I've never heard of it. So Shinto is a uh, Japanese religion, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, it's a belief in many gods. So there's a god for, you know, it's kind of, it's closely related to, and I can't think of the name, but it's an Indian uh, religion. Uh, but it's a belief in many gods. And so there's a god of love or like a goddess of love and like a uh, goddess of health or god of health, things like that, like god of power, um Knowledge I got it right here. And things like that. I got it right here. Shinto, a Japanese religion dating back from the early 8th century and incorporating the worship of ancestors and nature spirits and a belief of in sacred power, uh, kami or kemai, uh, in both animated, in both animate and animate things. It was the state religion of Japan until 1945. Wow. Mm -hmm. It's like a really old uh, (laughs) religion. But that always fascinated me. And so, like, I studied a bit of that. And uh, I don't know. I guess, like, I I wouldn't say I'm cultured, but I, I tend to be very interested in many cultures. And so... I try to study all sorts of things like religions and, uh, uh, you know, beliefs and things like that. Nice. Nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I noticed, and I was talking, uh, about this with Ashley. Like I noticed, uh, just talking to you and Willow and Ashley, I was like, you guys have just opened my eyes and just ruined stuff for me, man. Like, <laughs> No, because no, like I was watching uh, in August. Uh, uh, I don't know how to say that boy name. The guy that's sleeping with uh, Jada Pinkett Smith, whatever his name is, August Asana or something like mm-hmm. that. You know, I was looking at a music video, and you know, he was you know just boasting, trying to be all hard. And in the background, he has guys with like skeletal paint and i was like no i know what this means i know what this means you know <laughs> dang you argyle for you know making me bite that fruit you know i you know and like i then i was telling ashley that a lot of are you familiar with uh channeling mm-hmm. yeah a lot of uh singers and entertainers do it 
you know, all the time. Like, say, for instance, um, with uh, Ariana Grande, you can tell she channels Whitney Houston. Like, I was listening to All In My Head, and it was almost like I could, because I was on LSD, I was meditating, don't do drugs, kid. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, you know, I was doing it responsibly. I was young. Well, I guess I gave it away because the CD's like the CD's not that old. But no, I, uh, you know, I could literally hear Whitney's voice come through her, you know. And like Michael Jackson said, he had a mirrored room where he would channel, you know, Liberace and like Lady Gaga channeled uh, Barbara Streisand for, you know, A Star Is Born. Mm-hmm. But you should always do it if you. I tell everybody if you're gonna do it, <clears throat> do it responsibly because you know when you channel those spirits and you know you put that you know skin on temporarily, you know it's you don't get just the personality to help you with the role or to help you with the song, but you also get all the demons and you know turmoil mm-hmm. that comes with you know channeling you know what i mean yeah like you don't just get that person you get everything that person was dealing with you know you know that's why you know some singers actually die or commit suicide because you know they didn't close that portal like they should have right there's a right way and a wrong way to do everything you know yeah speaking of that Time for song association. Oh, goodness gracious. <laughs> yes, not, I have to do it. I'm not good at this. <laughs> just try. Just try. Okay, we'll give it a shot. Just in, just in case you forget, I'll break it down for you. I say a word. You have to sing a song with that word inside the song, a.k.a. Rainbow, you know, somewhere over the rainbow. Okay, let's go. Okay. Um, Chandelier. <laughs> God, I, I'm thinking of the song, and it's. I You're kidding me. <laughs> You're I kidding have the right? song in my head. I just can't think of the words. Like I know the mel- like what it's supposed to sound like. Okay. I want to swing from a chandelier. From a chandelier. Thank you. Okay. I was getting worried. Um, <laughs> burn. Burn. Burn? Yeah. Oh, man. No, man. I can't. I can't think of it. I, I don't know why. Uh not even Hamilton, not Burn from Hamilton. You can't. I can't think of the lyrics. That's the thing. Like, <laughs> I know what it sounds like, but I can't think of lyrics. I'll take a melody, okay? I'll go easy. Yum it. Yeah. Oh, cool. I want to skip this one. <laughs> okay, all right. Um, let's see. Uh, love. Love. Mm-hmm. My God. Goodness gracious, there are so many of them. Just pick one. Pick one, <laughs> pick one. Okay, which one's my favorite? Which one is my favorite? Ah. 
Wait, I feel like you want me to sing certain ones. Okay, so now let me ask you the question. My, how the tables have turned. Right. Okay, bring it up. <laughs> what song is this? <laughs> what uh, L is for the way you look at me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, I tell you what. Let's do something never been done before. <laughs> you give me ten words, and I will sing them. Okay, okay. How about that? All right. Okay, fair enough. You know what? I'll accept your proposal. I'm kidding. Uh, okay, cool. <laughs> Why not? This will be fun. Um, you know what? I'm going to give you hard ones, too. Do I'm not going it. easy on you. <laughs> um. <laughs> now I can't even think of any. <laughs> Fire. There we go. Fire. Um, I said fire to the rain. Watch it burn as I touch your face. When it vent something die because I heard it screaming out your name. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what the name of it, but it's Adele. I uh, fire to the rain or something. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, let's do. Oh come on, man! I'm gonna give you this one just because I want to hear you sing this. Shapoopy. <laughs> what? <laughs> you heard me. No, literally. What was the word? I think I'm saying it right. Shapoopy. Ah, shapoopy, 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 <laughs> the girl who's hard to get. Shapoopy, 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 and you will fool her yet. <laughs> okay. That's it. That's all I wanted. That's it. Right. <laughs> I can die in peace now. <laughs> yes. I can now rest my eyes. Right. Goodness. No, man, but this this was fun. I genuinely enjoyed this. I would love to be back on. Uh, uh, no problem. No problem at all. I try to make it a fun environment. Sorry I had to get a little serious there, but I feel like, you know, people to be educated about these things, you know? Yeah, no, for sure, man. It's, it was definitely a lot of fun. Nice and educational moment for a bit. Yeah, and uh, hopefully the media, like I said, uh, United States of Terror, great show. Um, it, it went for about three seasons before it got taken off it was on netflix and it's not on there anymore so but yeah hopefully you know more you know characters like yeah we're dealing with diversity too but we need to get diverse and you know that and bringing mental health into awareness which i guess we are you know a little bit but we could do more oh yeah dude and like it's funny too because like um so I, I'm in a, I'm actually working on a few things here. Like most people stopped working and things like that. But uh, I would say like, as far as voiceover goes, I know most people are still working in that aspect by being secluded in their homes and stuff. But I'm working on a, a show right now. And uh, it's, it's interesting because you start off with a character well, like, at least the person that I play, I start off, like, you know, spoiled and rotten and, like, I don't even know what the value of uh, the currency is at all and stuff. And uh, 
you know, later on develop this whole thing where it's like, okay, well, maybe I can see the other side of things, you know, how things actually are in the world, basically. And it's a really cool, really cool um, thing to, to kind of watch and see. Nice, nice. Now is the time to create. You know, I was telling, talking about this with my friend. I said 2021 is going to be the year of entertainment because people are just locked in their houses and just ready to get out. Like, there's going to be so many concerts, and you're literally going to have to order your movie ticket two weeks before the movie even comes out. <laughs> it's like, you know, once they're out and Corona's over, we're just like, bet. And, you know, we're just getting out, you know. Yeah. We we can't go without talking about Liz, though. She's an amazing, uh, you know, you guys are lucky to have her. I wish I could take a class with her. She's a really good acting teacher. Oh, Liz Bayshore? Mm Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she's wonderful. I love working with her. It's so much fun. Um it's it's a lot oh, yeah. of fun actually. I just enjoy. I thoroughly enjoy being in her presence because uh, you get to learn so much in such yeah. a little amount of time. Yeah, and she's so inspiring too. Like I'll never get the first day I met her. She told me she got hit by a car, <laughs> and you know yeah. she yeah, and she was like, "I didn't let that stop me. Fuck that." You know? Oh yeah, but, no, man. yeah. And like it's it's interesting too because a lot of people that I know now that have met her, um, met her at, of course after the accident. But I I knew her before the the accident had happened, and so like I see I saw a shift, like a huge shift in in uh, how she was as a person, kind of, but like not really. You know, it's just like very subtle things that I notice, and I'm like, oh, that actually like, whoa, that's, huh, what, you know, yeah. But no, yeah. no, nonetheless, you know, she's still very determined and, and very great to work with. Very, very, very talented. And uh, I would love to work with her again. Yeah. And it's funny because I have uh, a theater teacher. She's like way older than uh, she's almost. Re- she actually retires this year, unfortunately. But she says she's still going to, you know, keep teaching. And uh, her name is Gail Cronauer. And. I joke with uh, Willow because I'm like, Liz is basically a younger version of Gail from like the cursing, you know, to the yelling, like each semester, somebody gets cursed out in our class, like, (laughs) you know, I swear. And it's funny because like uh, when Willow was living with me, I would listen in on, you know, you guys's, uh, listen in on you guys's uh, class. And I would listen to how the first part of the class, you would just rant about something that had nothing to do with the class. Mm-hmm. And then she would get to the lesson. And I was like, that's literally every theater teacher I ever had. Like, I don't know why, but we come in, they rant about something that happened to them way back when or that morning. And they're like, okay, now I can start teaching, you know? Uh, yeah, man, like, that's, it's really cool, too, um, because I feel like it just makes it, like, a more comfortable space, you know? Everyone's kind of nervous and stuff, and then all of a sudden, like, you're supposed to be, like, the student and things like that. But, no, I feel like it's a, it's an interesting way of teaching, uh, 
speaking of that, I recently got asked if I could, uh, if I was interested in teaching acting and things like that and like teaching, uh, you know, acting skills to, to students. Yeah. And, uh, you, you should, you should try it. It's, I've done it. It's really fun. I mean, it's something that I've always kind of wanted to do. I've always thought about doing, and uh, I'm, I'm definitely going to take the opportunity because um, it seems like a lot of fun. And um, it, it just it just caught me by surprise, honestly, because I didn't think, uh, you know, like personally speaking of myself, and uh, m m a lot of people will tell you the opposite of what I'm about to say just because they know who I am. Uh, for the most part, but I, I personally, and honestly, and truly, don't believe that I'm I'm talented. You know, like uh, I go in and I I have fun, and it tends to work out. But like, I don't I don't see myself as like, oh yeah, I'm so good at what I do. All of you can suck it. You're beneath me. You ain't getting this part. I'm gonna get it, like things like that. No, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that way. In fact, I think the opposite. I think, oh wow, it's really cool that I got to play this this character. I didn't actually think I was gonna get it. Like I don't even know what I was doing. <laughs> and, exactly. But it's it's uh, it's it's always interesting because uh, even my professors in college, they would always tell me that I that I had a, a knack for for acting. And, uh, you know, slowly, slowly but surely, I'm actually starting to believe it myself. You know, I, I'm actually starting to believe that, oh, yeah, maybe I am getting cast because it could be talent. Like, it is talent that I'm getting cast for or, like, a stroke yeah. of luck that they're subjective thinking. Or, or, it just that. Be, or, or it just could be your vibe. Like, I have a friend who's, a, you know, a casting director. And she's like up there, like big, like I'm talking about casting for like CW shows and things like that. And mm -hmm. I asked her, I was like, what do you look for? Like more than anything, like more than like uh, saying the lines or, and guess what she said? Mm. She said she looks for your vibe and aura. She said she'd rather have somebody come in all smiles, great energy, mess up every word then have somebody that comes in that's super nervous or super stuck up and does the best audition that day right like they would still take the person with the best personality so that's you know a key opponent you know <laughs> and sometimes directors like they won't even have like nothing for you they just want your energy around them and like I've done that you know like I've directed shows and I've casted people and she's like uh you know who am I and I'm like you're nobody just stand here and help me out you're the director's assistant that's where you're cast at you know? <laughs> you know and you know she was actually you know able to keep me sane going through all that or like if a cast member was upset you know, she was able to, like, comfort them. And, like, she really brought the whole show together. So I'm glad I had her as a, you know, assistant. All right. Yeah, it's, yeah. Always, it's always fascinating to see um, where you'll end up. <laughs> Definitely. Definitely. And remember, when you're writing your role down, make sure you tell them that you're willing to do everything. Oh, yeah. No, of course. You always have to be open. Yeah, because if you're not like, you know, directors, they're 
they're very like ticky about those things, you know, because if you put, oh, I only want this character, you know, they're only going to look at you for that character. You know what I mean? Or they're going to be like, oh, she thinks she's hot stuff. She thinks she's just waltz in here, you know, and get Maria, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's funny, too, because, like, sometimes it can actually happen. It's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to waltz in there, get the role, and then I'm going to leave. <laughs> yeah, and see, that's the tricky thing about, you know, audition. Sometimes it can happen like that, depending on, I mean, it's unlikely, but, you know, it has happened before. You know, like, look at the girl that played uh, Precious, Gabby uh, Sidibe. Her um, friend told her about that role, and she wasn't really even an actor, so she wasn't going to, like, pay attention. And it just so happened, I think she went to, um, uh, what's that community college in California? I can't remember the name. I don't know. <laughs> but, but, but yeah, she was going to there, and they... Uh, uh, UCS or something, but uh, they were she was going there and they were doing construction, and she was like, "Well, I have to pass the audition place anyway." So she waltzed in there, auditioned, and actually got the part. You know, right? Yeah, yeah. It's always it's always fascinating. Always take an opportunity. Definitely, definitely. Well, like I said, this was fun. You're the first guest that. Uh, you know, hopefully nobody gets offended, but you're the first guest that I literally just wanted to keep talking to. Like I did, I didn't, I never wanted you to leave. I was like, say something, bring up something so I can <laughs> talk about it and have you on it, you know, more. Oh, you know, it, it's, thank you. It, you know, it's just like when I was a kid and my dad would visit me and then he would leave, you know, I would be like, just five more minutes, Dad. Stay here. Don't go. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you know, well, that got dark, but <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Say something fun. Oh gosh. <laughs> right. Uh, Shaboo. <laughs> Just start crying, Shaboopy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, but on a higher note, Disney released um, uh, Hamilton today. So I heard. It is a very good show. And this is how you know it's a very good show because it has black people. No, I'm just kidding. But it's a good <laughs> show because the show is literally, I want to, it looks like it's three hours. Really? Yeah, because I was timing it because, you know, I knew you were going to call at 1.30. So I was literally timing it. I was like, okay, uh, I'm checking the time. And I swear this show is easy. I know it's two hours at least. But, yeah, man, it's long. And it doesn't feel, because I was like, okay, it's getting late. You know, I'm not going to finish all this. But it was just like a Scorsese film. Like, mm -hmm. even though it's long, it doesn't feel long. But, yeah, I I highly recommend, you know, checking that out. You know, I think Disney Plus is giving a free trial or something right now. So, yeah, I highly recommend checking that out. Oh, yeah. No, I'll probably end up watching it with my girlfriend's Disney Plus. We'll probably watch it together because I definitely want to watch it. Yeah, definitely. Well, like I said, it's great talking to you. Got to bring you back on the show sometime. Yeah, no, for sure. That'd be fun. All right, toodles. Have a good night, guys. Bye. <laughs> Bye.